This is Alex Medford from Denver, Colorado, coming to you from sunny Maui, Hawaii, and you're listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Hello, hockey fans from around the world. I am Richard Cote, the producer of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. It is the second line edition of the podcast, and you know what that means. No, it's not that I got a good feeling. It means I am joined by the publisher of ProHockeyNews.com, Lou Lafredo. Lou, how are things in the land of enchantment? Um, I was about to sneeze. Um, that's pretty much how it is in the <laughs> land of enchantment right now. It's the, the land of Akshu. <laughs> <laughs> Pollen and wind. Gotta love this time of year in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, all right, and we are also joined by our favorite snarky Canadian up there in Edmonton, Jacob Doherty. Jacob, what's the feeling like in Edmonton when there's playoff hockey to be had? There's nothing like it. <laughs> there is really nothing like it, and it's a fantastic time of year. I, now, Better how ner- than Christmas. How nervous were you after game one? Not nervous. Not nervous? I knew this, I knew this was going to be a very close series, so I'm, I'm just happy to have this um just extreme amount of hype just from everyone in the city that's a good feeling all right listeners this episode of the pro hockey news podcast is brought to you by my custom sports chair head over to my custom sports chair.com enter in code phn15 to get yourself 15 percent off your purchase make some pretty cool uh custom lounge chairs for no, whatever you, whatever you would like. Uh, if it's going to be for your fan cave, for your backyard, whatever you need, it will it will look sharp. Especially if you get that pro hockey news one. The pro hockey news chair will just look fantastic anywhere you put that. Again, PHN fifteen to get fifteen percent off your purchase. Uh, gentlemen, I thought I had a rant this week. Um, it, this week has just flown by too quickly for me. Um, everything just came at me at once. Very hectic week, but you know what? We're getting close to the weekend, so that means I get to enjoy some more playoff hockey in all different facets. We have it uh, going on in the ECHL, the AHL, the NHL. Uh, We even have a little bit of uh, postseason news in the NIHL, correct, Lou? Take us away with some bangers and mash. Yeah, the EIHL finally finished up its season, and... Um, as opposed to having aggregate scores over one and two legs of a series, uh, the finals weekend was was a one game and done uh, at the semifinal level and then into the finals. And so the final game last Sunday featured uh, the Belfast Giants hosting the Cardiff Devils. Uh, Cardiff got off to a one nothing lead in the game and then promptly surrendered the next four goals to lose four to one to the Belfast Giants. What makes that uh, interesting is that Belfast swept uh, the silverware this season. Uh, they took the, the Challenge Cup trophy uh, in the middle of the season. They took the uh, regular season title and then finished it off with uh, the hat trick of silverware with the playoff uh, uh, trophy. So uh, congratulations to the Belfast Giants. Um, Cardiff Devils uh finished second uh sheffield steelers finished third in the playoffs and nottingham panthers uh rounded out the top four uh uh, for the playoffs uh right out of the gate uh cardiff and nottingham both changed up their bench bosses 
this week uh, ahead of the summer signing season. And so those two teams will have new head coaches uh, for the 23-24 campaigns. Uh, and really, Richard, that's um, that's it for the bangers and mash until September. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, the, the silverware that they hand out still confuses me. So, you yeah. know, there's that. But, you know, yes, congratulations to the Belfast Giants uh, on their victory. So, yeah, uh, thank you, Lou, for uh, bringing us that edition of Bangers and Mash. Uh, we'll keep tabs on any developments coming out in the EIHL uh, through the off season and into next season. Um, but right now let's come back across to the North American continent. And let's take a look at uh, the playoffs happening in both the ECHL and the AHL. Uh, start with the ECHL. Um, and Lou, we talked about this before we started recording uh, and you, you kind of gave me an ominous warning with this one. Uh, a little bit of a surprise in game one in the ECHL matchup with the Idaho Steelheads losing game one to the Utah Grizzlies three, nothing getting shut out a team who has dominated the season uh, just taking a huge loss to start the playoffs. Uh, Lou, uh, what, what did you notice in this game? What, what came back up and bit the Steelheads to, you know, to start the playoffs? Uh, they just simply were unprepared for a team to put up any kind of a resistance to them. And uh, let's face it, they strolled through the second half of the season uh, uh, without much. They had that 19 game. Uh, no, what was the what was the winning streak? Um, oh, I think it was 15 games and they won 15. like 19 of 20. That's it. Um they they faced very little difficult pressure down the stretch. And so uh, we all know playoffs are a different animal. And mm-hmm. uh, they got a rude awakening in game one going down 3 nothing to the Grizzlies. And let's face it, I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, probably felt like they had uh, uh, a point to make against the best team. So they stole yeah. game one. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, definitely an eye opener for Idaho there. Um, We'll see how they bounce back in game two. Uh, Just to kind of go over uh, what we're seeing in the ECHL uh, playoffs, we've had a few teams who have uh, played their first game in the playoffs. We'll continue on uh, today and this weekend for games one and two for some of these teams. And remember, every single round of the ECHL playoffs is a seven-game series, just like the NHL. Uh, When we get to the AHL, remember, it gets a little wonky. There are a number of teams in certain rounds that don't match up with other teams in other rounds, and there's three-game series, five. It's a mess. But let's go over what we have in the North Division um, as we're uh, going into the playoffs. The New Finland Growlers and the Adirondack Thunder have played their first game. Uh, Adirondack winning that game uh, 5-3. to Uh, So, uh, you know, sticking on top of the division there as we go through the playoffs. The South and the Central Divisions have yet to play a game uh, they will start this weekend with their postseason matchups. And as we had just mentioned, the Idaho Steelheads and the Utah Grizzlies have already played one game, uh, Utah winning three to nothing. The Kansas City Mavericks and the Allen Americans have played two games in their matchup. Um, the uh, Kansas City Mavericks have taken one. The Allen Americans have taken one. So that is all knotted up as we uh, you know move further on into the postseason. But yeah, just that, you know, um, 
the, the dominant team in the regular season. I, we always, we always joke about the president's trophy curse and, you know, teams that run away as we saw in, uh, I believe it was 2018 with the uh, Tampa Bay lightning who ran away with, you know, the entire league losing two games, you know, was a major losing streak for them. Lost four in a row in the first round of the playoffs. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how things uh, stack up as we start playing a few more games. Uh, I believe the, uh, the Grizzlies and the Steelheads have a game tonight starting at seven ten mountain time. So if you want to catch that action, that should be a good game. Let's take a look at the uh, AHL, and uh, we have a few more games played in the first round. Uh, we have a one-one uh, tie um, series-wise in the uh, Atlantic Div- Division between the Charlotte Checkers and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, Lehigh Valley taking Game One four to three, and then uh, Charlotte taking Game Two five four. Uh, that is going to be a best of three. Uh, it. Uh, another in the uh, Atlantic division, the Springfield Thunderbirds and the Hartford Wolfpacker playing Hartford took game one, six to one. Uh, you might be noticing a theme as we go further on here. Uh, games are a little unbalanced as we, uh, as we go a little bit further down um, in the North division, the Utica Comets and the uh, Laval Rockets, uh, the Utica Comets took the game number one for nothing, leading that series one, nothing. And uh, in the Central Division, we have the Iowa Wild and the uh, Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, Rockford took game one of that series three to two. They lead that series uh, one game to nothing. The In the Pacific Division, where we're going to have, oh, three games in the first round, um, we have the Coachella Valley uh, Firebirds leading the Tucson Road Runners in their series one nothing. They won that game five to one. Uh, they play again tonight. So uh, again, if you want to tune into some fantastic hockey, check that out. The Colorado Eagles and the Ontario Reign also uh, making their playoff appearances. They've played one game on Ter- or Colorado took that game three to two. Uh, they lead that series one nothing. And the Abbotsford Canucks and the Bakersfield Condors are. Uh, Putting or in their series, um, the Abbotsford Canucks won game one, three, nothing, and they lead that series one, nothing. Uh, Lou, what, what I've noticed a little bit here, just, you know, going through, you know, as we went through the first few games, a little bit of an imbalance uh, with these playoffs here. Um, uh, you know, it, it's exciting, but not a lot of close hockey being played in this first round. No, um, what's been interesting is that uh, for the most part, the top team in each of the divisions is the one that has been sort of the dominant um, um, uh, uh, playoff team uh, in these series, except for that uh, um, Atlantic division Mm -hmm. where um, Hartford is the one that hung the 6-1 decision on the Springfield uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, The Thunderbirds were far better team Overall, you know, um, according to the standings, than uh, Hartford had been. But uh, Hartford ended the season winning eight of their last nine, um, and really, it was the last game of the season they lost one nothing. Uh, before that, they had won eight in a row, um, and they really did chase down uh, the rest of that division. They went from last in the division to finishing um, fifth in uh, in the final uh, standings uh, to uh, to make it to the playoffs. And so that first game was really just a continuation of how they've been playing this season, you know, six to one uh, over um, a, 
I, I don't know about superior uh, uh, Thunderbirds team, but certainly um, uh, Hartford had struggled uh, during uh, stretches of the season. But um, it's been it's been a really good uh, start to the to the playoffs. Uh, Utica Comets uh, did the same thing. They they wound up with a with a four nothing win. Um, over uh, Laval, which was a bit of a surprise. The yeah. Rocket have played, um, had a very good season, but uh, the Comets uh, came through with uh, with timely goaltending. Yeah, I think probably the series that uh, anybody had the least surprise about was the Firebirds 5-1 win in Game 1 over the Roadrunners. Oh, uh, yeah. the Firebirds, have, uh, pardon the pun, have just been on fire this entire season. So, um, I mean, that, that one was to be expected, but you know, the others, I mean, even the Abbotsford Canucks game, you know, three, nothing. I mean, three is not a blowout, but that's not exactly a close game when you get blanked. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, there are a couple of exciting series going on here. Uh, the, the Charlotte and Lehigh Valley series is going to be a great one to, to watch. They got one more game coming up. Um, but it, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Springfield bounces back in game two. Uh, it's going to be uh, puck drop at 7.05 Mountain tonight uh, as we record this on a Friday, April 21st. So um, we'll be following all the action there. You can check out some of the game reports on ProHockeyNews.com. Um, fellas, I, I think there's another league that has their, their playoffs going on right now. Um Yes, the miss. NHL. The NHL started their playoffs. That's who it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now I remember. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was um, going to guess the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't follow basketball, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, NHL has started their their Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we're in round one. We've seen uh, a few teams play. Uh, actually, everybody's played game two. Games three are going to start tonight. We have a few close matchups. Um or a few close series, actually almost all of them have been split one, one. It's been a kind of exciting. There've been a couple that have gone two Oh, and I'll, I'll, we'll come back to those in just a minute. But first I want to bring in Jacob because I know you've been following all the action here in the NHL. Um, has there been anything, has there been any shocking moment to you in these playoffs through the first two games? Honestly, the first two games of Toronto and Tampa was, very um interesting both ways <laughs> it was really funny to um watch just the complete media mess that was that series but also just seeing new york uh, the new york rangers just completely take hold of the new jersey devils and choke the life out of them basically uh, in their first two <laughs> games was quite surprising as well yeah, I think uh, Lou's not having any complaints with that series right now. Um, I I, I want to go back to to game one of the Tampa Bay series where Tampa had a what was it a three goal lead? They were up three nothing in that game. Toronto starts roaring back, and then Tampa just tacks on four more goals like it's nothing to win seven three. Um, that that to me is it just it shows that there's that kernel of danger still left in this Tampa Bay lightning team and they can turn it on when they want um, that game three tomorrow night is going to be super interesting between these two. Um, as, as everybody who's probably listening to this podcast knows uh, Toronto won game two, uh seven, two. 
So they were kind of taking it back. But, you know, you have home ice advantage on a team in Tampa who, who is really good at home. And you, you kind of squander it splitting that first two games. Jacob, do you think there's any panic going on in the mind of the, Tampa, of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs right now? Not right now. Um, I think there's a lot more to be concerned about if you're Tampa Bay, um, especially with all the penalties that they've had, or um, injuries, rather, mm-hmm. that they've sustained on key players. So I think Toronto's sitting healthy, but all I can think about, for some reason, is uh, the Beaverton article that was posted today uh, with the title, Leafs fan who is sure team would be swept after game one, now equally as confident that they're going to win the cup. <laughs> so... You sure I'm they're used- not a Ranger fan? <laughs> that sounds more like a Ranger fan. I, I'm more... I usually... I'm going to wait till game four to make like a really to have a feeling, but I still think it's going to go the distance because, you know, these are two very good teams who got, who are here for a reason. And the reason I bring this up, I mean, Tampa, we, we know they're, they're not the dominant team. They were like three years ago when they started this cup run, um, when they won, you know, back to back Stanley cups, they were just so dominant, but they didn't do it in the regular season. I think they learned their lesson and I'm afraid they're doing that again here, especially if you look at that, that home record, 28, eight and five in the regular season. They only lost eight, uh, you know, in, in regulation at home. Granted, so did Toronto, but Toronto won one less game at home. Um, Tampa's not so great on the road. So the fact that they were able to pick up one in Toronto uh, makes me think that maybe this isn't the, the close knit series that we've seen in the past between these two right now. Going back to Tampa with a one-one split in Toronto, I'm thinking you know scales are starting to tip Tampa, but that's that that's just my thinking. Um, Lou, your your thoughts? What what has shocked you in the first round in the first two games of the first round? Uh, well, you know Jacob did steal my thunder. Because <laughs> uh, I would have gone with the Rangers, but since he picked up uh, picked on them, I, I the one that has shocked me. Um, well, it's a toss up, but I'm going to go with Vegas and Winnipeg. I okay. did not see Winnipeg coming out as strong as they did in Game One to take that to steal home ice in that series. Um, and then they played it tough through 40 minutes of play last night. The game was tied 2-2 uh, going into the third. Uh, Chandler Stevenson's broke the tie early in the third period, and then Mark Stone hit for a double uh, to put it away. But um, I think Vegas needs to be careful, uh, yeah. particularly heading to Winnipeg now this weekend, uh, tomorrow. Uh, yes, tomorrow and Monday. Um the other one that I was a bit concerned about was um, uh, Jacobs Oilers. Now uh, look, look at that face. He wasn't phased. He had no, no worries I, after I, game I, one. Yeah, but, uh, Connor McDavid has a point. <laughs> cool as a cucumber over there. He's, He's got, got an got assist no. in this I'm, game in this series. <laughs> I am concerned about that, but I um. 
You know, that first game, well, the, you know, game one, I, uh, the Kings, I think, just plain out played them. Um, game two, again, it was the it was the same sort of thing as uh, uh, what was the other series I was just thinking about? Oh, um, uh, Richard, what you um, what you said, uh, um, um Tampa putting the putting the the gas on, yeah. Uh, in game one, that's what happened really last night with the Oilers. Um, um, they they allowed the Kings back in for a two two tie after uh, after the second period, and then and then pulled away in the third. Yeah. So I don't know. I I get it. I'm a little yeah. I, uh-huh. I, yeah. What I think happened um, with the Oilers game um, was LA started playing a lot smarter in the third. Right. Um, and Edmonton was just making very silly and aggressive mistakes just to finish checks that they really didn't need to. Right. And I think that's just, that's a fixable issue that is going to have to get fixed um, and will. And in game two, it was a lot better. So I'm not too concerned. No. And plus the, um, you can't take a, Penalty like that in OT. Um, no, you just can't. I, no. I think that was um, Costin or some, or was it Costin? I forget. But yeah, you can't take those penalties. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I'm going to throw a series out there that that kind of shocked me, especially in Game One, the Seattle Colorado series. That Game One there, I I thought was going to be, you know, at least hard fought to the end. Maybe see Colorado pull out. It. No, it was all Seattle. You know, Colorado's one goal in the first, you know, didn't really matter. It was to play catch up there. Um, Seattle dominated that game, even though, you know, they, they didn't win in faceoffs. They, they didn't win shots on net, but yet they were still able to put, you know, three goals up on 30 shots. You know, they finished their hits, they had 40 hits in the game. Um, they blocked the puck really well. Um, so I, I think... It surprised me that Seattle was one able to to get the scoring going because we've talked all season about like we're, we're very perplexed about where their offense comes from, and uh, you know two that they were able to go toe to toe with a very physical Colorado team. Um, you know, game two, uh, I mean, it looked to be more of the same. Seattle taking a a two zero lead in that game, Colorado coming back to win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- this one is a little bit more hard fought than I thought it was going to be. Um, so to me, that, that's that been my shock um, in the first round of the playoffs. And, of course, you know, because I follow the Bruins, I'm shocked that they lost game two against Florida. But you know what? You, you can't sweep them all. Anyway, um, so uh, surprises there, um, shocking moments. Let's go back to that Toronto-Tampa Bay series. Right now, we are sitting at 19 goals through two games. If it goes the distance, Jacob, I'd like for you to set the over-under. How many goals combined is going to be scored between these two teams? 49. And a or half? 50. And 50, a half? Actually. Sure, why not? It's got to be a half so we can go over or under. Oh, yeah, 49. 50.5. 50.5? Okay. Uh, Lou, would you take the over on that? No, I'll take the under. Okay. I, I, I have to believe that somebody's going to tighten up the defense. 
<laughs> you would think so, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Sorokin and or uh, no, uh, um, Samsonov and or or Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, yeah. Got to tighten up something somewhere. <laughs> Jacob, since you said it, you going over or under? Over, over. I, I think. <laughs> As he, I don't think his that, teeth. I don't think they'll um, be able to play, or they'll be able to continue to. Um, keep up a solid defense, especially with like um, a Toronto and B um, without Victor Hedman. Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's just a huge loss on, on their defense. And that's basically, he is basically their only defense. Um, last game, uh, Michael Sharkachev played, uh, I think it was 20 over 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. And because he had to play effectively two lines, he had to play first and third line defense. So that's, not sustainable no for him or for any for any player really and i think there's just gonna be a lot of goals hmm. i i'm gonna go the under as well i i appreciate the uh the half century mark being the the mark there i think it's achievable um yep. if if things don't tighten up but i think at some point either the goalies are going to say enough is enough i'm gonna start blocking everything because i have to or, um, you know, shooters are just going to get tired. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's coming down. I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely think over 40. It's going to be over 40, but it's going to be less than 50. That is my prediction for this series. Well, mathematically, um, I, was, I was pointing that, assuming that there's going to be seven goals um, scored uh, on average a game by mm -hmm. both teams. The first game had 10 and game two had nine. Nine. Yep. So uh, we're already over the average. If there's like a three nothing or four nothing game, usually yeah. if the average still stays up. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's plausible. Uh, don't get me wrong. It is plausible. And like, like I said, through two games, you know, we've seen just a ton of goals, but um, I think the shooters are going to get tired before the goalies decide to start blocking everything. Um, okay. So keys for success. And uh, I, I'm going to put you two against each other here. Uh, Jacob, being the Canadian, I'm going to assign you the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would appreciate it. And Lou, I'm going to assign you the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. What are the keys that each team needs to, uh, to guarantee success in the series? I'm going to start with Lou. To be honest, I, my my approach would be just to settle this team down. Um, I I still have them coming out of the first round for the first time since um, uh, Nixon was in uh, was in Washington <laughs> D.C. Um, so I, I I just think they need to um, they look they've got Ryan O'Reilly. How come you know he needs to step it up? Um, um, just sort of settle in on the, on the defensive end. And I think you walk away with this series. That's it for me. It's not, this isn't rocket science for the, for the Maple Leafs. And yet after the first game, I thought, Oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> it's four and done. Well, I mean, we're still kind of sitting in the same boat last year. It went seven games this year, potential to go seven games, just given what we've seen in the first two games. All right, Jacob, Toronto, what are their keys to guarantee victory? 
leave Michael Bunting in the van okay. or in the bus because he was a complete liability game one, and he was one of the reasons why that game got out under them. Um, okay. Toronto needs to play smarter and to play with the skill that they know they should play and not try to um, out um, out a fight the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they were trying to do in game one. Okay. Isn't Bunting gone for three games? Yeah, he's going to be back for game five. Okay. But keep him keep him in the van, in the bus. For so at that point, the series could still be tied 2-2. Yep. It probably will be, just given our, our history with these two teams in the playoffs. Hmm. All right. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know if I, I had either of those keys uh, for either team. Um, I, I think probably the, the Lightning... Uh, to, you know, kind of just watch those penalties, you know, give uh, the Maple Leafs a little less chance on the power play. Um, Maple Leafs, um, just try not to think about the past too much would be my my suggestion to them because honestly, just on paper, this team has the talent to overcome Tampa Bay in the first round. Yes. But I think they're just enough in, in their own head that um, that could hinder them, so... Oh, especially with the media in Tor- and the fan base in Toronto. Exactly. Oh, boy. I mean, not not that I wouldn't, you know, have a little fun if that were to happen again. But, you know, <laughs> uh, that that's that's my key. If I were Toronto, just for, be a goldfish. Forget the past. All right. I want to look at the, uh, as I just teased ahead here, the two series that we have in the Eastern Conference uh, that have gone 2-0. And that is the series between the uh the new york rangers the new york devils or new jersey devils sorry um and (laughs) the carolina hurricanes and the new york islanders um these are two very different series and one i know is very close to lou so i'm going to start with him on this one um lou um I want to get your thoughts just going a little bit deeper because i know we've already talked about this as being one of the shocks of the playoffs that New York is up to nothing on the devils. Um, but I want to hear a little bit more from you in depth about uh, how the Rangers have been able to do this. Um, getting pucks down low. Um, uh, Gerard Gallant preached this most of the season. Um, interestingly, you know, he talked about the final 10 games of the season where, you know, the team was getting, he, the team was being driven to the point of where they are right now. Um so it was honing the game over the last honing honing their game over the last ten of the season, and his point was that uh, they had reached uh, playoff mode uh, as soon as that first puck dropped in game one. And so, what you're seeing is there's no nonsense. Uh, all of the passes are crisp and clean. There's a purpose to the passing, uh, cycling down low or up high. Um, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko put one home last night uh, from about 10 or 15 feet north of where he had scored in game one uh, in the lower slot uh, with a wrist shot. And Fox, uh, Adam Fox fed him a back pass up at the right point. Uh, Tarasenko went to the went to the high slot and just wristed it home. It's all been very purposeful. Um it's all been very methodical in these first two games. Um, but then the other thing that's really the key here is um, 
it's it's getting the pucks low, but Kane, uh, Patrick Kane last night assisted on two power play goals by Chris Kreider. Uh, both of them were tip-ins from in front of the net. And I, I don't know how you defend against that on the power play, but uh, uh, Patrick Kane really came through. And the third key is probably uh, Shesterkin. Yeah. Making the unnecessarily spectacular saves um, you know, during the course of the game, uh, he gave up the first game, uh, first goal last night. Um, and then it was five in a row. And then, um, in game one, it was a penalty shot that, uh, he surrendered uh, for the one goal against. Um, so what has surprised me here is, um, how well the Rangers are playing their system. Um, it really surprises me. Uh, after those first two games. Yeah, and I mean, Shesterkin is the same goalie we were watching last year in the playoffs. He's got a little bit more help in front of him. So that that's exactly why in my early, way too, way too early preseason predictions, I took the Rangers to win the cup over my, uh, my Colorado Avalanche here. Um, so I, I kind of want to do a similar thing. Uh, this is uh, not exactly a one, one series. So we know that New Jersey has a little bit more ground to make up uh, definitely possible, especially going back, uh, sorry, going to New York where uh, New Jersey actually plays a lot better on the road than they do at home. Um, I'm going to flip the script a little bit here. I'm going to assign both of you a team this time, Jacob, I'm going to give you the New York Rangers. And Lou, I'm going to have you go with the New Jersey Devils and give me just a couple of points here on what each team needs to do. Let's not focus on the entire series. Let's just focus on game three. What needs to happen for uh, your team to win game three to either keep momentum going or to at least breathe breathe some life back into the series? Um, I'm going to start with Jacob. I think that they need to get on the board really quick. New Jersey, a lot of these players on New Jersey haven't ever been in these uh, in this situation going down 0-2 and going into the other team's stadium. If you if they score their first goal, it's going to be crazy. So if New York scores, I think that's going to and keeps the pressure up. I think the game is going to be uh, pretty, pretty solid for them. Okay. Lou, what do the Devils need to to climb back into the race with your your Rangers there? Uh, tighten up the, uh, in the defensive zone. Uh, if you watch these two games, uh, they look completely disorganized. Um, they're just there's there's no system on the defensive end. Um, it's it's really surprising you know, Lindy Ruff has had this team prepared the entire season, 82 games. They seem to have hit the playoffs and, you know, I can't, you know, as Jacob said, not many of the, you know, not many of them have had much experience at the, at the playoff level. Um, but, you know, good coaching ought to have taken care of that. Uh, so if I had anything to do with it from a, a devil's point of view, it would be to tighten up the defensive end because uh, Vanacek is just is has not demonstrated um, playoff winning playoff winning goaltending. Okay. Well, well, it's it's also kind of surprising too because a lot of the defensemen have playoff experience. 
um, John Moreno, uh, Dougie Hamilton. True. Yeah. I've hit, I believe Damon's uh, not really him, but but they just seem to be. It, it, it looks like a fire drill yeah. in the defensive zone. Uh, there's no organization to it. Uh, Tarasenko on his goal, uh, it just seemed disorganized. And then Patrick Kane uh, with those two passes down low to Kreider. Um, and then McLeod last night took out uh, Jimmy Vesey on a cross check, um, really at the crease. And the way VC was sliding, he took McLeod with him, which allowed uh, Capo Caco and the <laughs> open net to shoot out. You know, it's it just nothing. Um, there was no maturity to the game. I think that's the best way to put it. There's, there was no maturity to the uh, Devils game. And if you read some of the quotes from uh, Lindy Ruff, um, I I don't know that they haven't given up on this. I think they've given up on this series. There, okay. there are some very negative or, or uh, pessimistic comments coming from Lindy Ruff, which really surprised me. You, you know, oh, go ahead. No, oh, yeah, Scott. Uh, I was going to say, to me, one thing that New Jersey has to do, and, yeah. um, you know, they, they've, Taking their fair amount of shots at Shesterkin. Um, one thing that they're they're really gonna need to do is take advantage of the power play. They've had eight chances and they have converted on one. When you look at the other side, New Jersey or uh, New York has had 10 chances on the power play and they've converted four of those. Four four of the ten goals they've scored this series have come on the power play. You can't allow the Rangers with this type of skill that they have. Uh, you know, with Kane, with uh, Tarasenko, you can't let them take advantage of, of the man advantage. You can't give them that opportunity. On the other side, they're giving you plenty of opportunity to do the same exact thing, and you're not capitalizing. So I think the power play is one thing they're going to need to focus on and being able to convert more uh, man advantages into more goals. Yeah. And, and stop the chippy play. Yes. Um, the Devils got very chippy in the third, uh, the third period last night. Um, and what was it was uh, Devils were assessed 71 minutes in penalties and the Rangers took 66 because they you can't do that to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's the retaliation they'll get you on. Um, all right. So the other. 2-0 series we have going on Carolina and the New York Islanders. Uh, I don't think anybody's as uh, amazed at this one that Carolina has a 2-0 lead, but the games in this one have been, shall we, shall we say, slightly closer. Uh, one goal games in these first two. Uh, first game, I believe, was um, was it 3-2 in the first game? Um, uh, 2-1. 2-1, yes. And okay. Three two, and then yeah, three two or sorry, three four in the in the second game. Sure. Um, so here's here's a a team in the New York Islanders who haven't been to the postseason in a few seasons. In fact, last season, you know, we had high hopes for them when they still had Barry Trotz on the bench. Um, 
you know, on paper, they looked fantastic. A lot of us picked them to win the division. And uh, shall we say they came up a little short, mm-hmm. uh, being one of the worst teams in the league last year. Uh, now they found their way back to the playoffs. Um, and they actually did it in fairly convincing fashion. Um, but their first two games against the Hurricanes, um, you know, they're... They're coming up a little short, but you, you can't fault them because Carolina is just a very stacked team. Not the best in the East, as we know, but one of the best in the East. Um, Jacob, take me through, uh, you know, this series that, that we've been watching here. What have, been, what have been your takeaways in this series uh, between the Hurricanes and the Islanders? I think for for which team? Uh, just overall, like... Okay. What, what have it, you noticed in this series? I think for the New York Islanders, it's been a proof of concept. They have they have something to work with here. It looked really disastrous after last season, mm-hmm. but uh, they started patching up the holes and you know made made some trades, uh, namely for Bo Horvat, who's always going to help. And I, I think they have some they have something here. Um, it's just can you improve on it? And is Ilya Sorokin going to play uh, like he has this year for next, in uh, future years or in this series? Um, we don't we don't know. Um, so I'm I'm also thinking that this that Carolina is very um, kneecapped here, um, having Shvetsnikov um, and um, Gardner. Uh, out right now is hurting them a lot. And I think it really hinders their chances at the cup. Um, but, you know, having 20 million on LTIR <laughs> during the playoffs is not a good sign. And, and then Tara Vinen's done. Oh, is he now? Yes. I see that. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, so everyone's just dying left, right, and center. Like, it It doesn't – I think the, they still have tremend, a tremendous amount of talent. But I think right now, you know, New York Islanders aren't there yet, and Carolina will probably limp the finish line, I guess. <laughs> um, in the series. Yeah, in the series. Uh, Blue, yeah. sh- shall we do a little bit of uh, comparison, giving a, a, a couple of keys here? Sure. Um, I, I know you, you're a Rangers fan, so you're not, your heart's not really with the Islanders. I'm going to give That's you a pick good. in this one. That's right. Would you I'll like take to the take the Islanders? Yeah, All right, take, sure. Yeah. What, I, can be dis- I can be dispassionate. Okay. <laughs> what are the keys for the New York Islanders in game three? Really, um, there's there needs to be some kind of concerted uh, offensive push. I don't – they have allowed uh, the Hurricanes to sort of push them around, uh, particularly um, uh, skating through the neutral zone. Um, it's not like it's a lock or anything like that, but, um, I think the Islanders have been far too tentative on the offensive side. Um, there's not been a whole lot of, uh, dump and chase. And I think you really do have to get behind, uh, the, uh, Carolina, de- uh, uh, defense, um, and make Brett Burns skate. Yeah. You know, make, make the old man skate. Um, why make it easy for him? Uh, so dump it. Dump it, dump, do a dump and chase and uh, put some pressure on Anti Ranta. 
because uh, uh, Andy Ranta seems to be the number one goalie for this series. Um, but as uh, Jacob pointed out, there are th- now three um, frontline players who are down for this uh, for this foreseeable future, uh, in th- at least in this series, and um, that does not bode well for a second round uh, win. What about you? Okay, Jacob, what do the uh, what do the Hurricanes either need to continue to do or need to change to uh, keep momentum going? I think they need to start matching the physicality a bit more. Yeah, after the whistle blows, they're kind of joining in on the pushing and shoving and everything. They don't back down from that, but they're not they're really far behind in the hitting category. Um, they are last in the playoffs in terms of hits. And that's pretty bad. Um, you need, and especially when you have guys like um, Brett Burns, um, Jacob Slavin, Brett, P- Brett Pesci, um, Brady Shea. Like, you have guys who can hit. Uh, Shane Gossett there as well. You have big guys that can take the body at any point in time, and they're just not. Okay. And they, they, ha- they have to start matching it because they're getting killed in the hit department. Um, the uh, New York Islanders have 30 more hits than them. Yeah. In two games. Which is pretty... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I feel like that this is kind of what Carolina has done all season. And they, they really haven't, you know, laid the body down as much as they could. And I think that's just, that's their game. Yeah. Playoffs is a different beast and they oh, are yeah. starting to drop like flies. So I think they need to step up the physicality just a hair, not too much, but just, just a bit more. to the point where it doesn't look like uh, the, the Islanders are the only ones finishing their checks. You know, to me, I, to me, I think the, the hurricanes just need to stay in their lane right now. I think what they're doing is biding their time and trying to get as healthy as possible going into the second round, knowing that not they couldn't exactly coast, but th- this is a series that now being up to nothing, they have a little bit more wiggle room mm-hmm. uh, for the Islanders for uh, what they need to do. They need to take more shots. They are getting severely outshot by the hurricanes. Uh, I mean, the Islanders are averaging 26 shots a game. Uh, the Islanders or the uh, Hurricanes are averaging 36 and a half shots a game. Um, the, you know, that's that's something that's going to reflect itself on the scoreboard. The old saying, 100% of the shots you don't take, don't go in. Take more shots. I think that's what the Islanders need to do. They need to get Ronta moving. They need to get him going post to post. Just... Make him move more. You can't let him be complacent. I think that, to me, that's the biggest key for for the Islanders going in. And Hurricanes, you got a little time to play with what you got. You got you got a two zero lead. You know, going into uh, New York, keep playing your game. See if it still works. Um, all right. So those are the the two two zero series we have going on in the East. Um, let's take a, a quick uh, look at the the rest of the matchups. Um, I, I, I mean, Jacob's not going to want to talk about the Boston Florida series. Um, I just saw disgust go across his face. Uh, we talked shortly about the Colorado Seattle series, one we haven't touched base on yet, and I think it would be a good one to to wrap up this with the Dallas and Minnesota series. 
This one I knew was going to be a tough one. This one, I, I, I was just, you know, I was rubbing my hands together. I was salivating over this one. I was like, this is going to be some good hockey. And it has not disappointed, at least in my mind. Um, you know, you get uh, Ottinger and Marc-Andre Fleury uh, facing off against two highly talented goaltenders, uh, one with a little bit more playoff experience than the other. But um, you got two highly talented teams. You got a very deep Minnesota team. Um, this has just been, to me, the best hockey so far. I, I don't know. Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Correct me. Oh. Uh, I think the Edmonton, I mean, I guess I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to go. I knew you were going to go Edmonton. Uh, Okay. Game two was a little bit of a blowout seven to three, but you can't argue with game one, three, two in, in double overtime. Oh yes. Overtime hockey in the playoffs is the best. I abs. This is what I live and die for. And maybe because it went to double OT is, is why I'm just so attached to the series. Yeah, putting Flurry in net for uh, the Wild there for Game Two after um, Game One, um, uh, Gustafson played out of his mind. He played fantastic. Yeah, and, and really did get them that win. He he kept Minnesota alive. Fifty three saves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fifty three saves in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know, Lou. Your, your thoughts on this series, where's it going? Do you have a prediction uh, just given the first two games who, you know, which way is this going to go? Um, I have, I have vacillated back and forth. Um, I thought the way uh, Minnesota played in game one, uh, played them even. Um, um, I just thought that would give them um, um, a push. Uh, but like Jacob said, when they switched to Flurry in the second game, I just thought that was a mistake. Ride with your hot goaltender. Um, don't don't play with that. Um, now the only thing is uh, the loss of Pavelski mm-hmm. uh, to a concussion. Um, I, I'm curious, really, about how that's going to impact uh, Dallas in uh, games three and four up in St. Paul. Um, but. The fact that the Wild have home ice advantage now, I, I, I think the Wild in six. The Wild in six. Yeah. Jacob, you have any feelings? Oh, it could go anyway. Either way here. Um, I want to see how Minnesota plays with uh, Casas and that who is playing tonight, I believe. Yep. Um, I, I'm taking stars in seven. I think this one's going to go the distance. Um, okay. I, I guess one, one last topic. I, I'd need to get some reaction from you guys. Yeah. Doomba's hit on Pavelski. Um, Jacob, clean or dirty? Dirty, obvious. I, I think it's obviously a dirty hit, but I, I think it, I don't Sorry, think there's I, a, I should rephrase that. Did it deserve the time it got? It got no time, right? He, he got two minutes, didn't he, for roughing? I don't believe so. Let me. Or was uh, that after the the brouhaha? I think that was brouhaha. But okay. um, I, I can actually check that. Um, but I, I I do think it was a dirty hit, uh, and I think he should have been given a um, penalty for it, or a two minute at the very least. Um, I can understand why they didn't go for 
it obviously wasn't a five minute major, but I think he should have uh, probably gotten that. And it was. Uh, he yeah he didn't get a single penalty. Um, he got it was Max Domi. Oh, Domi was the one who got the yes. Um, yeah. So that's right. Um, Lou, your thoughts. I, you know what? I didn't see it as a dirty hit. Uh, a little bit edgy, uh, but keep your head up. Those things don't happen. I I think it's a hit he didn't need to make. Um, in, in, in that sense, maybe it was a little dirty. The contact I think was fair. That was shoulder to shoulder. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, Pavelski had the puck. He had just gotten rid of it. I don't know, like in the heat of the moment, if there was time enough for Dumba to come to a complete stop, but he didn't show any effort of trying. So there's that. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I didn't see it as a necessarily dirty hit. No. Um, but let's go back to Jacob talking about uh, Carolina Hurricanes not taking enough hits. Uh, this is where the hits, you know, I mean, uh, sorry to say this is a, a game of attrition at this point. Um, and that hit effectively removed a player from the opposition. And who knows when he's going to come back. He has to go through concussion protocol. And Mm -hmm. uh, he did not make the trip uh, to St. Paul. So that means he's done for game. He's he's out for games three and four. Yep. Um, Now, I I don't condone it. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't condone that kind of, uh, that kind of hockey. But uh, if you want more hits, this is what happens. Fair point. Stars are lost. Um, and I don't know who, you know, they've got, uh, I don't know who the enforcer is for the Dallas Stars. Um, uh, kind Minnesota. of. What's that? Uh, kind of Max Domi. Oh, true. Yeah, because Ryan Reeves is playing for the Wild. Oh, yeah. No one will take No one will take any... Uh, also, uh, Jamie Ben as well. Yes, Jamie Ben. Yeah. Jamie Ben could actually probably not die against Ryan Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a fine line. It is yeah, on how to play this game in the playoffs. Well, <clears throat> we'll we'll see how things go moving forward as we go through the the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I don't know if you filled out your bracket. Um, I have, and it turns out I'm just uh, all over Homer. I have the uh, Avalanche and the Bruins in the Stanley Cup. I'm not going to spoil with who I have winning, at least in my bracket. Not yet. I'll I'll share it later on. That's a tough call. It is. It is a tough call. It it, was, it tore me in half, really. Um, so I, but I think we're all in consensus. Boston's moving out of round one. Uh, the Tampa Bay Toronto series is going to seven. Uh, Carolina's most likely coming out of round one Rangers. They're going to run away with their series. Colorado might squeak out, um, uh, toss up Minnesota, Dallas. We don't know. 
uh, Vegas coming out and uh, the LA Kings are coming out around one. So, um, Ooh, oh, oh, wait, did, 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 we, in, not, did we not come to a consensus on that, Jacob? <laughs> I have no opinion. I have no feeling. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about you know. I'm, 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 I'm praying to the <laughs> hockey gods that they heard you say that the Rangers are going to run away with it, not me. <laughs> I, right. I did not say that. Richard said that. <laughs> I have the, I have the Rangers and the Golden Knights going out, going to the Cup Finals. In my Ooh, bracket, so that would be a really good one. All right, so. Uh, as as we're talking about predictions, as we're talking about games happening this weekend, I think it is time for our bet ninety nine picks of the week. Jacob, you got you got six games for us this week, right? Yes, we do. And last week, Richard, 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 you're on fire. You're a six and zero oh week. Six and zero. Oh, mm, I'm just gonna just drink it in Soak and, and it savor in. it. Yep. And. Uh, Lou and I went two and four, so we're uh, <laughs> glossing over that. Glossing, yeah. We're, we're I'm surprised I got up. two. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. first, first game, we got the. And this is these are going to be game three for the on the Saturday games. So Colorado at Seattle, Richard as the leader. I'm going to start with you. I got to go, Colorado. Okay. Lou? I'm going to go Seattle. It's their first uh, home playoff game as a franchise. I think they'll be up for it. And the crowd will be up for it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a uh, six-game series. I think Seattle wins this one and then loses out. So I'm going to go Seattle as well. Hmm. And then next game, we got the Devils at the Rangers. Lou? You know how I have to pick this one. Yep. It's got nothing, <laughs> he, he can't verbalize it. Nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with um, <laughs> heart, mind, anything. It has everything to do with superstition. On, honestly, I see the devils bouncing back in this one. I'm taking the devils. Wow. I'm going to go with the Rangers because, uh, wow. I can't believe Richard actually picked the devils. Devils play really good on the road. They play better on the road than they do at home. So that that is why you know, I'm that may as well have been a, that may as well have been a road game last night. <laughs> I mean uh, it, the number of Ranger fans in that building. Even Patrick Kane mentioned it. Is any road game in this series really going to be a road game? Um for for New Jersey, for who, yeah. Yeah, for, <laughs> for either forever New, New for Jersey's either. playing, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, I I think New Jersey is gonna bounce back. I'm taking them. Okay, and then we got the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs against Tampa Bay Lightning. Who's going to flip their coin first, Richard? Uh, I got to go Tampa. This is this is going to be alternating until Game Seven. <laughs> That'd be funny, Lou. I'm going to take the Leafs. Oh boy, I'm going to flip a coin really quick. <laughs> I guess I, sh- I should have done that. Oh well, I'm sticking with my pick. Okay, heads. Um, Leafs, tails, um, lightning, heads, Leafs. Uh, no, I, I got to ask, since that, that was a Canadian coin, was that a loony? That, that no, it's a tenny. Okay. I, I don't have a loony on me. Oh, I just gotcha. got the first one that was out, but that was, I could get out of my pocket. No, I just, <laughs> it's a Canadian coin that picked a Canadian team. I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, okay. <laughs> Final one for the 
for the uh, Saturday games in the NHL. We got Vegas and Winnipeg. Lou. Um, I am going to take Winnipeg on this one. I'm going to take the home team. Okay. Richard? I'm going to have to concur. I'm going to take Winnipeg. I, I still think Vegas is going to win the series. This might be the last game that Winnipeg wins. I really want to pick Winnipeg. But I see uh, Mark Stone getting back into things. And that that guy is good at hockey. Rumor has it. He's very good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go Vegas. Uh, to be different and hopefully it gets catch up on you, Richard, for the season's out. <laughs> you can only so, help. Because there's only four games in the NHL, we decided to look at our um, other leagues in North America. So we're, we picked one game from the AHL and the ECHL playoffs. So for the first game, we got the spring uh, Springfield Thunderbird. Thunderbirds and the um, Hartford Wolfpack. So, Richard, who do you got between these two? Springfield bounces back. They are going to tie the series at one. Okay, Lou. Uh, Hartford puts an end to the series. Oh, that's right. That's game three, isn't it? No, no, no. no the best this of three. is game two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best of three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to go for Hartford because I knew their name. <laughs> Good enough reason as any. <laughs> and I like then, the uniforms. Yeah, I mean, they are pretty good. Okay. And then we got the Florida Everblade against the Carolina Stingrays. South Carolina Stingrays, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't mix up North and South like the <laughs> NHL does. <laughs> There's only one. In, is there even a second in the ECHL? I don't think there is, right? No, no. But they play in South Carolina. All right. Weird. Uh, <laughs> Lou, who do you have for this one? I'm going to take the Stingray. Okay. And uh, Richard? Um, I'm, I'm going Everblades. Okay. And I will go Everblades as well because I like their logo. And that's all I have. That's it for the Pecs of the Weeks. Okay. If you'd like to follow along, please follow us on the PHN podcast account on Twitter and use hashtag PHNPicks. And uh, I mean, there is another team that plays in North Carolina, but they play in Charlotte and they go by the city's name of Charlotte. So, ah. but yeah, they don't need to differentiate, I guess. All right. Time for the parting thoughts. Jacob, what is on your mind this week? So I just like everyone to look at their 2023 predictions at the start of the season. And at the start of the season, I picked McDavid to win the Hart, the Rocket Richard Trophy, and the Jack Adams. And I'm very confident in all three of those picks. You know, I was really hoping that um, <laughs> that Bostonok would come in and just destroy his chance at the uh, Rocket Richard. Just have an outrageous last game of the season. It did not come to, to fruition, but um, yeah, it looks like you were uh, you were pretty spot on with those. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it may be a little less spot on with your Atlantic division winner, but, you know, so was that. <laughs> hey, I'm not picking Boston. <laughs> I, know, I know you're not. And I didn't either. I picked Florida. <laughs> but, you know, what? they all made the playoffs, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Lou, what's on your mind? What's on my mind are um, surprises. Uh, we see the potential brewing of a surprise in the ECHL with the Steelheads mm-hmm. uh, losing that first game. I think the Florida Panthers um, are are playing with house money. They literally have nothing to lose. And if I were Boston, I'd be a little concerned heading to Sunrise. That's my parting thought. All right. As for me, uh, this weekend, we have a championship game in the South Suburban Adult Ice Hockey League between the favored Mountaineers and a team to be determined. If you haven't been able to tell by the sound of my voice as I've been talking about the Mountaineers, that is the rec league I play on. We will be playing for the championship on Sunday at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. Come on down to South Suburban if you want to see some mediocre hockey played at its (laughs) finest. Um, No, excited because this is our first time back in the championship in like three seasons. So um, we've actually never won a championship. We had three seasons where we came in second place consecutively. But we're hoping to bring that. Well, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, LDE Affinity Jewelry, Manscaped, um, and uh, the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store. Please visit our sponsors and help support this podcast. Listeners, thank you very much for making us part of your routine. And for Jacob Doherty and Lou Lafredo, I am Richard Cote. And listeners, I will see you next week.